the Johnson Wax Program with Fibber McGee and Molly. The makers of Johnson's Wax for home and industry present Fibber McGee and Molly, written by Don Quinn, with music by the King's Men and Billy Mills Orchestra. Those of you who were listening to this program about a month ago may remember my asking our listeners a question. What I said was this. Have you ever been dissatisfied with Johnson's self-polishing glow coat? Now, some folks might say that I was just naturally courting trouble to ask such a question. But here's what happened. In spite of the difficulties of controlling raw materials and containers this past year, exactly 315 people wrote us that they had had an unsatisfactory experience with glow coat. We were happy to make things right for these customers. But we were also happy to know that out of the millions of people who have bought Glow Coat during this period, the many millions who listened to Fibber McGee and Molly, only 315 reported that they had not had good results. This seems to me to indicate that Johnson's Glow Coat has given satisfaction in its wartime job of protecting linoleum surfaces. The aim of the Johnson Company is, of course, to make every single package perfect. So if at any time you are dissatisfied with Glow Coat, or any other Johnson's Wax product, remember that we want to hear from you. Just write S.C. Johnson & Son, Incorporated, Racine, Wisconsin, or Brantford, Canada. Did you ever watch an amateur carpenter trying to put a new blade in a hacksaw? And just as he got it properly tightened up, it went... <laughs> well, here he is trying it again with another blade as we meet Fibber McGee and Molly. Fine bunch of hacksaw blades. I could get better iron than this out of a can of spinach. Now, let me see. One more twist. Dead rat, the dead ratted thing, anyway. They must make these things out of peanut brittle. What are you doing, McGee? I'm getting ready to put up the porch swing. What are you doing with the meat saw? This, my dear uninformed woman, is not the meat saw. This is a hack saw. Oh. Well, if you have a friend in jail or something, I'll be glad to bake a cake around it, and you can... uh... What are you doing with it? I'm putting a new blade into it. Blades keep busting. I've been tightening them very gently like this, and every time I... (laughs) See what I mean? That makes four of them I've broken. Well, why don't you leave them looser? Won't cut anything if they're loose. I'll show you what I mean. Hand me another blade. All right. Here you are. Thanks. Now, let me see. One gentle twist. Ah. Two gentle twists. Three gentle twists. Ah. Ah, there. I guess I was just a little... Now, 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 McGee, don't... Ah, the dead... Why do you need the hacksaw anyway? I'm putting up the porch swing. Why do you need a hacksaw? Because a hacksaw is... I need it. It's for the... It's... My gosh, I guess I don't need it. (laughs) Fine. Boy, is that a relief. I might have spent the whole day putting in new hacksaw blades. Sure. Now I can go to work and... Hey, are my eyes going bad or is that Sig Wellington coming up the walk? That's Mr. Wellington, all right. 
Wearing a Panama hat that must have been woven underwater and taken out wet because... Ah, hello there, Mr. Wellington. (laughs) Ah, there, Mrs. McGee, how you do brighten my day. And McGee, tarnished again. (laughs) Hello, Sigmund. Sit down on the top step and let's talk about inconsequential things. How have you been? That's the first pair of spats I've seen for a long time, Mr. Wellington. Is this a formal call? Oh, no. I was going to stop in at the bank on my way back about a small loan, and I was afraid I'd get cold feet. <laughs> Beautiful Panama hat, too, Sig. Weave it yourself? No, it's, it's merely one of a large collection of hats I own. Mm-hmm. One of the advantages of being a theater owner is the lost and found department, you know. <laughs> you must let me show it to you sometime. All but the purses, which I keep locked up. Oh, too valuable, I imagine. No, no, I just don't like to see those bags under my eyes all the time. <laughs> I suppose you hide the umbrellas, too, because they remind you of the overhead. <laughs> uh, very amusing. But what, may I ask, are you constructing with this vast array of mechanical impedimenta, my friend? He's putting up the port swing, Mr. Wellington. You can stick around and give me a hand if you want to, Sig. No, thank you, my friend. The last time you did some repair work, I gave you a hand. In fact, I gave you my all. In fact, that is my all right there. I've been looking all over for it. Hey, hey, wait a minute. Oh, well, take it then, Indian giver. Uh, how splendid to have it back again. It isn't a pleasant thing at my age to feel that one has lost his punch. Well, <laughs> good day, old chap, and Mrs. McGee, au revoir until next week. Yes, but the thought of seeing you again gives me strength. <laughs> Isn't he charming, McGee? Yeah. More personality than an onion sandwich. (laughs) I'd like to buy him for what I think of him and sell him for what he thinks of himself. (laughs) Did you see him go away with half my tools? Now, don't exaggerate, McGee. He only took that little all and he had a perfect right to it. He loaned it to you a year ago. That's beside the point. He knows I got to put up this porch swing and deliberately ran off with a very useful tool. What would you need an all for? I need an all for the... In case I have to... Did it make it the... I always... You could... It might... Well, I guess I don't need it at that. Of course not. Well, I've got to go see about dinner, Gary, and if you didn't need help, you just call for me. Okay. Ah, there goes a good kid. She knows when it comes to carpentering, I don't know my neck from a folding ruler. But does she ever criticize? Yes. But does she mean it? Certainly she means it. That's why she does it. She's a... Hi, mister. Oh. Oh, hi, Teeny. Hi. Hey, what you doing, mister? What you doing? Well, I'm... Hmm, what you... Hmm. I'm putting up the porch swing. Putting up a what, mister? Porch swing. Don't you know what a porch swing is? Sure I do, I betcha. We got one at our house. Oh, you got a porch swing? Hmm? Hey? What'd you say, mister? I says you got a porch swing. Gee, how'd you know? Who told you? <laughs> I was walking by one night and it squealed. Oh. 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 Hmm? <laughs> Look, sis, I'm a very busy man. Very busy. I gotta put the porch swing up. Oh? You got everything you need, mister? Yes, I have. Now, if you'll just get out of my way and I'll stand... Are you sure you got everything? Certainly I'm sure. Let me see. Hammer, screwdriver, hacksaw, bracing bit. Yes, I have. Oh. (laughs) I bet you haven't, I bet you. Well, I'll bet you any amount of money you want to bet up to ten cents that I got everything here I need to put up the swing. Let me see the dough, mister. Okay. There you are. Thin dime. Now, what do I need to put up the porch swing that I haven't got? The porch swing. The por- <laughs> Oh, my gosh, I forgot to bring out the porch swing. Hey, there. 
Nelson, in the orchestra, and Besame Mucho. some fixing, didn't it? Yeah, but it'll be okay. I put new slats in all across the back, tightened up the arm. Well, it looks pretty good. Mm-hmm. Where'd you get such uh, nice slats for the back, dearie? Out of the front fence. The front fence? Mm-hmm. McGee, you mean those are pickets? No, don't worry. I took them out so they don't show. I took out every other picket, see, and the fence looks like it's supposed to be that way. <laughs> you walk past it fast and you don't notice a thing. Hello, Mrs. McGee. Hi, Mr. McGee. Hello, Alice, dear. Hi, Al. Sit down and watch me put up the porch swing. Oh, thanks. We had a porch swing at home, and the boys liked it so well that I didn't get to see a movie for three summers. (laughs) (laughs) And my father finally had to remodel the house and tear out the front porch so I'd get a chance to go out at night. (laughs) Well, it's a great place to get a boy to propose, Alice. Yeah. In fact, that's how I snagged uh, Mr. McGee in our porch swing, wasn't it, dearie? Yeah. That wasn't the only time I got snagged in that swing, either. (laughs) Talk about nails. <laughs> right now, I got 32 more pores than the average human body. <laughs> hey, Alice, there's a note on the table for you from a guy named Ricky. Oh, him. Hmm. Uh, isn't he the boy you were out with last night, dear? Uh, the Marine? I think he's a Marine merchant. No, no, no. <laughs> you mean merchant Marine, don't you, Alice? No, Marine merchant. Creepers. What a salesman. <laughs> I catch on to it. <laughs> well, I'm going up to bed now, Mrs. McGee. All right, dear. If anyone else calls, we'll take the message. Oh, thank you. So long now. Oh, uh, Mr. McGee. Yeah? I, um, I hate to ask this, but, uh, well, would you do me a favor? Why, sure, Alice. What's on your mind? Well, uh, if you don't mind, could I have those pliers back that I loaned you to fix the Christmas tree stand with? Pliers? Uh-huh. I don't believe I have any pliers with your name on them, Alice. I got some here that belong to some guy named Davis, but I don't know uh, who... Al Davis, that's the one. Oh. He's the fellow with the airplane plant that he and I used to go together, but we quit, and now he wants all his tools back. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, heavenly days. Of course you can have them, Alice. Here. 
McGee can always borrow them back in a pinch. Oh, gee, thanks, Mrs. McGee. I'll see you later. Thanks. <laughs> Well, there we go again. No pliers. How do you suppose I can put up the porch swing with everybody snaking my tools away one at a time? My gosh, a fellow drives to do some work and... What'd you need the pliers for? To put up the porch swing, doggone it. But why the pliers? Because the pliers, I could use them... Well, the swing, if they... Hmm. <laughs> Say, I guess I didn't need the pliers at that. <laughs> oh, well, I can finish putting these slats in anyway. Oh, my, that porch swing has really seen service, hasn't it, dearie? Yeah, I'll say it has. Remember when Fred and come to visit us right after the war? Yes. And we'd sit in this swing all day long and remorse about our different adventures? You don't mean remorse, dear. You mean reminisce. I don't mean any such a thing. Reminisce is when you forget to do something. Like I was reminiscing paying the gas bill this month. <laughs> now that's remiss. <laughs> Are you kidding who? <laughs> remiss is when you take two shots at something and don't hit it either time. <laughs> You miss, and then you remit. Uh, You're thinking of remit. No, no, Pat. Remit means to pay, and you didn't. Well, then what does remorse mean? It means you're sorry for something. And I am, too. I'm sorry old Fred Nittany can't drop in again one of these days and remorse about our different adventures. <laughs> oh, hello, Mr. Wilcox. Hiya, Molly. Hiya, pal. Hiya, Junior. Hunker down on the top step there and watch a real carpenter carping. What are you doing, friend? Well, he's putting up the porch swing, Mr. Wilcox. And he always gets into one of his masterful moods when he takes his hammer in hand. His hammer? Yes, my hammer. What's the matter? Your ears need glasses? I, uh, just wanted to point out the name burned into the handle of the hammer, Sonny Boy. Hmm? C-H-W-I-L-C-O-X. Why, so they are, McGee. Did you borrow that from Mr. Wilcox? <laughs> my gosh, I guess I did. <laughs> well, what do you know? <laughs> it's a small world, isn't it, Junior? <laughs> Yeah, you can't even lose a hammer in it. <laughs> this is your hammer, isn't it? Well, you know me, pal. I hate to make positive statements, but... Yes, I know. Get him, will you? Hates to make a positive statement. <laughs> What's that stuff you toss around every week about Johnson's wax? Just vague hints? <laughs> well, that's different. Why, Mr. Wilson? Oh, Molly, please. <laughs> Asking him why at a time like this is like throwing a stick for a pup to chase. He's going to have his muddy paws in our lap now for the next five minutes. <laughs> well, what I mean is I don't mind making a positive statement about a product like Johnson's Wax when its ability to bring new life and beauty to floors and furniture and woodwork has been so well demonstrated. On the other hand, my first initial and last name on the hammer handle might, just might, be a coincidence. Circumstantial evidence. It isn't legally conclusive. You're the only H. Wilcox we know, Mr. Wilcox. I knew a Herman Wilcox once. He was a fellow. You see, some things are so well established they don't need any supporting evidence. This Herman Wilcox I knew had a hammer. Conversely, too. the fact that my name is on a hammer handle would not necessarily convince a jury of my property rights. Mm, hickory hammer handle, too, Herman had. <laughs> Say, if I could only ask a lawyer about that, I could soon get that point settled. There's a lawyer lives the third house down, Junior. Old Joe Habeas. Gee, really? I'll run over and ask him. Here, let me take that hammer, pal. This is a fascinating legal technicality. Well, I've often wondered what would happen. Well, of all of... Now, how do you like that? Practically snatching a guy's hammer out from under his very eye. If that isn't What the do you need the hammer for now? My gosh, the hammer's the... That's what I... was. The hooks, if, if a nail's... Or when you... Hmm. Come to think of it, I guess I was through with the hammer. that. <laughs> Haven't you any tools of your own, dear? Certainly I got tools of my own. Practically everything here is mine. That broken ice pick, that plumb bob, that piece of copper wire. Who owns the steel tape and the brace and bit? 
and Doc Gamble. But that piece of rope is mine, and that spool that had the tire tape on it, that's mine. So is Whose the... screwdriver is that? Doc Gamble's. But who do you suppose owns that nail file? I do. And that handful of thumbtacks? I do. Whose hacksaw is that? Doc Gamble's. But he never had... Out of my long ears, but did I hear my name mentioned? Oh, hello, Doctor. Come on up on the porch. You ever hear the old saying, Doc? Eavesdroppers never hear anything good about themselves. <laughs> Allowing for your lousy grammar, smudge pot, yes, I have. <laughs> and I wasn't eavesdropping. Anybody who would eavesdrop on your conversation would be stupid enough to look in the back of a telephone book to see how it came out. <laughs> What's he think he's doing, Molly? He's putting up the porch swing, Doctor, and please don't make any derogatory remarks. He's very easily discouraged at manual labor. <laughs> well, I wasn't, I wasn't going to be unkind. I think it's wonderful. Get a little of that tallow away from his belt buckle. <laughs> Look who's talking about a tallow tummy. <laughs> you got a bay window that the Dion family could watch a parade from. <laughs> You look like you had been ringed five times in a horseshoe game and put your shirt on over it. Well, I'm the professional type, my boy. My occupation is sedentary. Well, why don't you hire a sedentary, you cheapskate? Afraid she'd steal your nine cents worth of postage stamps? No, he didn't say secretary, dearie. He said sedentary, meaning that he sits down a lot. Exactly. What do you mean, exactly? He couldn't sit down anywhere exactly if his life was at stake. <laughs> He comes in on a wing and a chair. <laughs> That's not bad, McGee. <laughs> not bad. <laughs> not very good either, coming in. <laughs> incidentally, incidentally, McGee, where did you get this brace and bit? My best brace and bit. Why, he borrowed it from you, Dr. Gamble, didn't you, dearie? It's mine, all right, but he didn't borrow it from me, Molly. Where'd you get it, you little August snatcher? <laughs> well, for your information, you big sausage... I went over to your house one day, and you were out, and it looked like rain, and here was your best bracing bit out in the backyard. In the backyard? Don't give me that stuff, McGee. I keep my tools in the garage. Well, where's your garage, stupid? In the backyard, that's where. Ah, uh, McGee. And not only that, but the garage was unlocked, and if I hadn't have brought the bracing bit home with me, somebody might have walked in and stole it. Oh, yeah? Well, I never leave that garage unlocked, McGee, you little tool thief, and you know that, too. Well, it might as well be unlocked with that broken catch on the back window. <laughs> My gosh, anybody could pile boxes up there and get in. Just as easy as I did. Now, McGee. Well, if that's the kind of gratitude I'm going to get for saving your tools for you, you big... Hey, give me a hand with this swing, will you? Doc, old kid. Uh, sure, McGee. Ready to put up? Yeah. Come on in the house and let's get the chains for you. Yeah, I keep them put away so they don't get rusted. All right. Where are they? Right there in the hall closet, Doc. <laughs> Just open the door and... This door? Oh! oh. Yeah, that's the door. The King's Man sang, She Broke My Heart in Three Places. She was like a blushing rose that trembled at my touch. We traded time for time. Later on I realized I loved her much too much. Now you'll see what finally transpired. 
three places, Seattle, Chicago, and New York. She led me on those wild goose chases, but brother, I trailed her like a hawk. It started in the moonlight, we drifted on a lake. Down on my knees, I whispered, please, give my heart a break. So she broke my heart in three places, Seattle, Chicago, and New York. She broke my heart in four places, Toledo, Albuquerque, Minneapolis, and St. Paul. She broke my heart in five places, in Omaha, Nebraska, Terre Haute, Nome, Alaska, Chattanooga, and Montreal. It started in Savannah, we landed in Salt Lake, and there I cried my heart out. Oh, give me just one break. So she broke my heart in ten places. Helena, Pasadena, Boise, Idaho, and Buffalo, Detroit, and Bowling Green. Pay attention while I mention racing. Wisconsin, through the courtesy of S.C. Johnson. Seattle, Chicago, and New York. Porch swing is up. And may I be the first to congratulate you, dearie? <laughs> you followed through like a rabbit hound in a hollow log. <laughs> Why, it even hangs level. Hangs level? Isn't it supposed to hang level? Well, after you're married, yes. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> but you know, a smart single girl will always have a porch swing that helps people get together at one end of it. Hey, yours was always lopsided, come to think of it. The one on your porch in Peoria. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, I'll be. You tricked me. You tricked, <laughs> you tricked me, too. How did I? I always used to think you were so neat, the way you could tie a bow tie so nicely. Huh? And then six months after we were married, one of them fell off, and I discovered they were tied at the factory. <laughs> I cried all night. No, I don't know why. You might have married a guy who wore factory-tied foreign hands. <laughs> hey, look how easy the swing swings. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Needs a little oil. We got any? I think there's some in my sewing machine. I'll ask Beulah. Mm-hmm. Oh, Beulah? Beulah? Somebody out here yipping for Beulah? <laughs> we got any lubricating oil, Beulah? Says we got which? <laughs> lubricating oil, Beulah. The kind you squirt at things that squeak. Isn't there a little can of it in my sewing machine? No, ma'am. There ain't a drop left in there. I use the last of it in the Valcom. In the what? The Valcom, the Valcom cleaner <laughs> Oh, you know the copper sweeper with the sound effect <laughs> Well, remind me to get some tomorrow, McGee We want it for this porch swing, Beulah, it squeaks Well, for goodness sake, ma'am, let us squeak Ain't nothing more home-like than a squeaking porch swing <laughs> Saved my papa's life once What did, Beulah? A squeaking porch swing Hmm. Yes, it did. My papa always smoked cigars and was always falling asleep. Oh. One night he rocked himself in a porch swing, a puffing and a rocking, rocking and a puffing and a rocking and a squeaking, squeaking and a puffing. And all of a sudden he fell sound asleep. Well, uh, what saved his life? Well, ma'am, the minute he fell asleep, the swing stopped a rocking and the squeak stopped a squeaking. Papa jumped up and holler, What's that? <laughs> 
On account he don't have no more squeak no more. <laughs> he wake up just in time to stomp out a fire in his shirt front. Stomp out a fire in his shirt front? What was he, a contortionist? No, sir. He stamped it out with his bare hands. Oh, anyway, that's why I don't mind no squeaking, no post-squeaking. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe we better leave this one, McGee. You're always doing the same thing, you know. Okay, forget the oil. Might have my own life saved by a narrow squeak. Have his own life saved by a squeak, <laughs> That man. <laughs> oh, forget the squeak, dearie. Mm-hmm. I hadn't considered it in the uh, light of a fire alarm. Come on, let's sit in the swing a while. Okay. Personally, I don't mind the squeak. It's cheerful. And the mosquitoes love it. Why? A squeak in the porch swing is like a moose call to a mosquito. It is? Yeah, he goes and rounds up all his friends and says, Come on, fellas, over to McGee's. There's somebody in the porch swing. <laughs> oh, isn't this peaceful, dearie? Just to sit here and relax. Mm-hmm. Isn't that a lonesome sound? Yeah. Nowadays, whenever I hear a train whistle, I think of all the boys that are over there. And McGee, did you remember to write a check for that extra war bond tomorrow? All rode out and on the hall table with my hat. Getting it the first thing in the morning. Wish I could get a bigger one, but I'm straining the budget as it is. Oh, bother the budget. We'd better come out short at the end of the month than at the end of the war. Yeah. Guess that's right. <laughs> like old times, isn't it? Huh? Sure is. Oh, hey. I almost forgot. Reach under your end of the swing. What on earth is... Oh, for heaven's sake. <laughs> Let me take it. Here. Thanks. Oh, gee. <laughs> My old mandolin. Oh, the moon shines tonight. From a naval air station, we just received a letter which is so much to the point, I want to read it to you word for word. It's from a young officer who writes as follows. Dear folks, what's become of Carnew? I was all over this blamed town yesterday looking for it, only to find everything else but. I didn't know auto polish was scarce, too. I'm tired enough now from using something else to write and find out if the darn stuff is off the market. How about it? Well, sir, the answer to what's become of Carnew is simple. It's going strong, and we're doing our best to supply the demand and fill all orders. It's quite apparent that car owners, more than ever before, appreciate the job performed by Johnson's Carnew. They use it because it both cleans and polishes a car with one application, makes the finish shine like a mirror with a minimum of work. You know it's more fun to drive a car that's clean and sparkling. What you may not know is that if you don't remove that grime and dirt, it may injure the finish of your car permanently. Will you remember to buy a package of Johnson's Carnew, spelled C-A-R-N-U? Well, now that you got the porch swing up, McGee, and are in the mood for carpentry, you can put the screen doors on tomorrow. Oh, I can't tomorrow. Make it Friday or Saturday. Why not tomorrow? Hmm, no tools. Take me two or three days to round them all up again. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Good night. Good night, all. Good night, all.
The character of Mr. Wellington heard on this program was played by Ransom Sherman. This is Harlow Wilcox, speaking for the makers of Johnson's Wax for Home and Industry, inviting you all to be with us again next Tuesday night. Good night. This is the National Broadcasting Company.